Welcome to a Why Is This News edition of the Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast of LandGrantHolyLand.com, your SB Nation blog covering all things Ohio State Athletics 24-7, 365. My name is Matt Tamanini. I'm one of the co-managing editors for the site, and I am joined, as always, by one of our Land Grant contributors and editor emeritus, the lovely Buckeye herself, Bleeding Green Nation's Alexis Chasen. Alexis, we are recording in the middle of an Eagles Thursday night football game. I'm so sorry. Let, we can dispense with all the banter and record this thing so you can get back to watching the Eagles and the Giants slosh around <laughs> in the middle of a swamp up in New Jersey. That is my commitment to you, my commitment to Ohio State. My fandom has never wavered. I appreciate that. And I'm sure all of your adoring fans do as well. So, Oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> so let's get in to this week's news. It's been quiet, Alexis. Um, I was out of town uh, for work. I was actually in New York, uh, where the Eagles are now. Actually, they're in New Jersey, but whatever. But it just felt like, I don't know if I was disconnected or there just wasn't as much news going on. Was it just me because I was busy doing other stuff or was it pretty quiet this week? It was fairly quiet. I mean, there were talks of Dwayne Haskins and the Heisman, as there always are, and some mid-season awards. But for the most part, you know, it seems like everything's just quiet again. You know, they're back to business. They're preparing for Minnesota. Well, and after how this season started, I think I am totally okay with things being quiet and fairly back to normal for as much of the season oh, as we yeah. can get them uh, to be. But like you said, they are preparing for Minnesota. They do play the Minnesota Golden Gophers this Saturday, October 13th at 12 noon Eastern time. The game will be broadcast on television on Fox Sports 1. If you have not been intimately glued to the Minnesota Golden Gophers football team this season, they started their season out going 3-0, and defeating New Mexico State, Fresno State, and then Miami of Ohio, but have dropped their first two Big Ten games of the season uh, in what were effectively blowouts. They got really blown out uh, by Maryland, and then in a 17-point game, they lost to Iowa. So they are coming in 3-2, and but 0-2 in the Big Ten. Colton and Patrick had a preview episode of the game in the podcast feed on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, which you can go listen to that. They broke down all of that stuff. They also talked about some fun stuff, The uh, you know some of their favorite memories of Minnesota games past, asked some listeners to contribute some of those as well. So really good listen. If you want to break things down, that's a really good way to prepare yourself for Saturday's game. But in terms of news, Alexis, the main thing that kind of stuck out to me this week in terms of the Ohio State football team was injuries. As we've seen throughout this year, the the Buckeyes have been banged up a little bit here and there. Obviously, Nick Bosa is the, the, the most obvious injury that they are dealing with. But in the last game uh, against Indiana, we saw two defensive starters kind of go out, and we didn't really get a ton of information. But on his call-in show earlier in the week, Urban Meyer did reluctantly admit that both Malik Harrison, starting linebacker, and Jonathan Cooper, starting defensive end, especially now without Nick Bosa in there, were under concussion protocol. He did not give any more updates. He didn't really give a status for their game. To be honest with you, with HIPAA stuff, I'm kind of surprised he admitted that much. So if those two guys are out, Alexis, that's just another two major starters out for the defense that is already having issues giving up big plays. Yeah, that's not exactly encouraging. Um, Although you did earlier just say that this Minnesota team was blown out by Maryland. So I feel like if there are two, you know, or a game for these guys to miss, 
then this is probably the one to do it. And hopefully they're not out long term. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't know the severity, but hopefully they're back soon. Yeah. Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago. This is the part of the schedule where Ohio State should hopefully get healthy, not only in terms of injuries and actual health, but get healthy on fixing issues. So while this is definitely a time in the schedule where if you have injuries, you want them to fall now rather than in November when you've got to play Michigan State and Michigan within a three-week span. But not having some of your best defenders on the field, Alexis, I think that also makes it difficult to make adjustments and to correct the issues that have haunted this defense throughout the season. If Cooper does not play, uh, Jayshon Cornell will probably get the start in his stead opposite Chase Young on the defensive end positions. Jayshon Cornell, coincidentally enough, is the only player on the Buckeyes roster from the state of Minnesota, so a bit of a I don't know, home, not homecoming, but a matchup with his home state team. We'll also probably see, see Tyreek Smith and Tyler Friday get in the mix there as well. If Harrison doesn't play at linebacker, that means we'll probably see Justin Hilliard. And he's somebody who a lot of fans have kind of been clamoring for. He's not nearly the athlete that Malik Harrison is, but people have seen him over the years. He's had injuries pretty much at every turn and he's finally starting to contribute quite a bit for a really you know a, a linebacking core that needs some contributors so this will be his opportunity but like I said when you were giving up so many big plays you kind of wish that all your starters were there so they could get game reps on whatever it is that the defensive coaching staff is working on to try to eliminate giving up all of those big chunk plays yeah and that's something that Urban Meyer obviously has touched on a little bit this week is trying to eliminate those types of plays. But we talked about it before, you know, a sort of a lack of experience in those positions because we've had such good turnover into the NFL. So until some of these younger guys get those reps, we're going to be sort of in this situation, I feel like. And Greg Schiano talked about it being, you know, them having to change maybe how they're coaching and how they're schematically coming at things for some of the younger guys. Um, so I do think that there are just adjustments that need to be made. But at, with more injuries, you're just going to keep rotating. So hopefully some consistency there would be good, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree there. And what's interesting is Urban Meyer especially hit on, especially in his press conference and in his Colin show, talked about the fact that in the second half, against Indiana. Ohio State gave up less than 100 yards. So to me, it seems that he feels like there was some sort of light switch moment that happened maybe at halftime that they figured something out. It seems odd to me that that would just happen all of a sudden and everything would change. But the way he's hitting this in the second half, we only gave up 100, you know, less than 100 yards. It seems to me like he thinks that's going to be what happens going forward and that they fixed all their problems. I'll believe it when I see it. But Urban has been really hitting that point hard. So we'll see if that's true against Minnesota. Did you see after the game last week, uh, Cardell Jones tweeted, um, you can't watch Ohio State football in the first half or you're going to throw your remote. <laughs> oh, God. And it's like, you have no idea. Like that's It's the perfect depiction of what it's like to be an Ohio State fan. But it's just hilarious because so many of his games were that way too. Mm -hmm. um, but... You know, second, yay to be a second half team, but I would like to just feel confident the whole game. Cardale Jones is all of us. Exactly. He's the embodiment of all things Ohio State football. Um, but one thing that I did want to talk about with the Minnesota team that's getting a lot of press before we move on, and Alexis, I think on Friday you and I are tag teaming an article about this, but the big news coming out 
of Minnesota for this game is that PJ Fleck is is going to do something that he didn't plan on doing this year, and that is he is going to start true freshman Daniel Falele on the offensive line. The offensive line for the Golden Gophers has given up 13 sacks in its first five games. Now, what's interesting about uh, this true freshman Daniel Falele? He is from Australia. He has never made a start in his entire football career. In fact, this is only his second year of actually playing competitive football. He is originally from Australia. He moved to the U.S. to go to the IMG Academy as a junior and then didn't play a game at all his junior year. He was just a practice player because he never played football. Then he played his senior season, which was a year ago. And now he's going to be starting on the Minnesota offensive line. And you're saying, why on earth would this person get a Division One football scholarship to play at a Power Five school if he'd never played football before? Well, the answer is he is six foot nine and four hundred pounds. <laughs> and you look at him. I mean, if you're six nine, you've got a lot of place to disperse that weight. And he looks he looks pretty impressive. Now he's going to be going up against. Chase Young and, you know, Big Bob Landers and Draymond Jones and whoever ends up on the other end, whether it's it's Cooper uh, or not. But good for Danny. Uh, but good luck, brother. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're like, you know what? Let's just get the biggest guy we can. And after giving up 13 sacks in five games, like mm, instead of our quarterback dying by the hands of the Ohio State defense, let's just throw a gigantic guy from Australia in the mix and see how things go from there. I mean, he's essentially giving up his red shirt because he's going to yes. be the, the full-time starter now. So, I mean, that's a that's like going from nothing to the big time real quick. Yeah, P.J. Flex's original plan was to redshirt him, get him another year of experience uh, as a practice player before putting him in there. But when your offensive line is that bad, you're like, well, might as well throw the guy in there who's big enough to be two guys. Right. He's just like a wall. Like, he is a wall. It's just incredible. He's six foot nine, 400 pounds. It's crazy. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And... Alexis, you might not know this. I don't know what your proclivities are into combat sports, but in combat fake sports. But there's a former Minnesota athlete who also played football, but not in college, played actually in the NFL for a little bit, um, who has found a career in another line of business. And that is one Brock Lesnar, a former NCAA heavyweight wrestling champion who has now been the WWE champion as well as the UFC champion. If football doesn't work out for Daniel Fulele, like, Dude's got to call Vince McMahon because <laughs> there's got to be a way to find, you know, he, he could be like the the new giant or something because uh, he's a uh, he's a big dude. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just excited to see it. I mean, because you, you also have to imagine as a true freshman, they're not always maybe the most like coordinated fellas. And <laughs> especially at six, nine, four hundred pounds. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm just I'm excited to see the matchup between. Like the OSU line, and it might take two of them, but it'll just be, you know, something to see. It'll definitely be something to see. Yeah, and and I'm not wishing any ill will against him, but like this is not the defensive line to maybe no. get your first start against, even without Nick Bosa and maybe Jonathan Cooper not being there too. But we'll have to keep an eye on that uh, on on Saturday. But Alexis, let's talk about our predictions here. I'm going to be generous. Your predictions have not been great so far this year. <laughs> That is the nicest way you could possibly have said that. Yeah. Um, in our predictions pool for Land Grant Holy Land, you are towards the bottom. 
I'm not last, though. I'm You're second not. to last. There is a distinction there. You're second to last. I'm in uh, fourth place, but within like seven points. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, but this week, we kind of changed a little bit of our prediction pattern. So normally you're the one who says that Ohio State is going to win by 75 and score 100 points. <laughs> and I am a little bit more conservative. We flipped a little bit this week. Go ahead and hit us with your score prediction for the Minnesota game for Saturday. So 48-17. It's sort of an arbitrary guess because at this point, that's what everything I'm doing is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. 48-17. Um, I'm going to go with a bigger number, a better offensive number, and a better defensive number. I'm going to go 53-10. to And as I go back and look at their last few games, Minnesota gave up 42 points to Maryland and only scored 13. But then they gave up 48 against Iowa, but scored 31. So I'm going to kind of merge those together. I think Ohio State is a much better team than both Maryland and Iowa probably put together. So, of course... I'm glad we don't play Iowa this season because that would blow up right in my face, I know. But I think Ohio State is starting to figure things out. Um, I'm hoping that Urban Meyer is correct when he seems to feel that the second half was some sort of indication as to what's to come for the defense moving forward. So you're going 48-17. I'm going 53-10. to Um, Like I said... I've been better at this this season than you are. So if you're yeah, gonna don't put get money- me wrong, I I want yours to be right. I mean, I, yours is way more fun than mine is. <laughs> but I called for what sixty some odd points in the Penn State game, which I just wanted to pull my hair out. So yeah. definitely go with you. Well, that's the advantage of not having hair. Uh, there like you me. go. <laughs> I have no hair to pull out. So uh, anyway, all right, let's move on to some other football type topics here, Alexis. What has been going on with the uh, NFL Buckeyes over the last seven days? So I'm really excited. Curtis Samuel is back after going what they're considering a minor heart procedure. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't understand how anything related to the heart can be considered minor. But he was back on the field for the Panthers last Sunday and scored his first career touchdown. And he looked really good doing it, like super OSU-y. And I loved it. Um, And on the defensive side of the ball, Sam Hubbard continues to get more snaps for the Bengals, and he had his first touchdown off a fumble recovery last week. He said after the game that the ball just kind of fell in his lap, that he was in in the right place at the right time. And he sort of has played that role this whole first half of this, or first half of his rookie season. Um, He's been in the right place at the right time, and he's starting to really earn, you know, extra snaps and more respect from his veteran teammates. There are a few new Buckeye injuries, unfortunately, heading into uh, week six NFL games. Andrew Norwell was wearing a protective boot this week around the Jags facility, but the head coach says he should be ready to go on Sunday. How many Buckeyes are going to have to wear walking boots? There's currently three in walking boots, which I just find very odd. You got him, Joey Bosa, and Billy Price. But Billy Price is questionable now, so he's at least making his comeback. Joey Bosa didn't even make the trip or isn't making the trip to Cleveland, so that's not exactly a good sign. And then you've got Nick Vanette um, missed practice earlier this week um, with the Seahawks with a back injury. And Marshawn Lattimore went out on Monday Night Football uh, with a concussion, but the Saints are on bye, so uh, there's still plenty of time for him to come back, but... Still not something you want to see. Yeah, defensive rookie of the year. You probably uh, want him in there uh, as much as possible for the Saints. So We're going to be a three-peat, by the way. 
Defensive Rookie of the Year. You got Joey Bosa, Marshawn Lattimore, and Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. He's yeah. getting it for sure. I mean, dude's been a human highlight machine up in uh, up in Cleveland. So, very cool. DBU. <laughs> Maybe not this year. Right. Uh, <laughs> Um, All right, let's turn our attention to Ohio State men's basketball on Thursday. They had the Big Ten Media Days. And just real quick, some notes from Chris Holtman's press conference. Something that I didn't realize because he hasn't really talked about it much. He said that during their their fall practice, so to speak, since their official practices began, they've only had one day in which everybody on the team was able to participate because of what he described as, quote, bangs and bruises. Didn't seem that anything was significant or would lead to any missed games here in a few weeks. But again, kind of like what we talked about with having everybody on the field for the football team and the defense to be able to work through some issues, this is a time of year when you want everybody working together to be able to make sure that they're on the same page for when the season starts. Hopefully everybody is is healthy and ready to go for the last three-ish, three and a half weeks before the season starts. Um, he also talked about the fact that there are six new players that they have to integrate into the team this season. And speaking of the biggest recruit from this season, Luther Muhammad, he did say that he is going to be playing a big role from, quote, day one. Uh, Holtman went on to say Luther Muhammad has been a really important recruit for us, given our lack of guard depth. Um, we're going to have a preview for the men's basketball season uh, coming up next week on the website. We have a lot of stuff, but Patrick Mayhorn wrote a really great article about C.J. Jackson and Keyshawn Woods, who I'll talk about here in a second, and about how they're going to probably tag team the guard position for the Buckeyes. But Luther Muhammad is probably going to be the guy that's going to be backing them up on either of the, the guard positions. Holtman went on to praise his work ethic and his competitiveness. So I think if you're looking for a freshman to contribute significantly during this coming season, Muhammad's probably the guy that you're going to look for. Well, and that's actually the guy that Patrick, um, we did a little podcast where he sort of explained to me everything I need to know about Ohio State basketball. And it was a really good refresher. And he was really into Luther Muhammad and said, he's definitely a young guy that you can follow for a long time. And he should be really an exciting player to watch. So the fact that Holtman sort of backed that up, Patrick has got me to buy in it's hard without Aaron Kraft for you, I know. But, uh, uh, it is. That's what I asked. I was like, who's the next Aaron Kraft? And he was like, well, Muhammad is at least really should be really fun to watch. And I'm like, well, then I'm in. Yeah, I, he, he might not be uh, slapping the floor on defense and, uh, you know, and all that stuff that uh, Kraft did, but he should be fun one. Um, but I mentioned Keyshawn Woods. Keyshawn Woods is a senior transfer from Wake Forest. He actually started at Charlotte, then went to Wake Forest. And he's, he's not one of those guys that's been at three schools during his career because he, you know, had issues or anything. It's just a guy who never found his fit. However, Chris Holtman said that he has been really critical for this group, not only because he does bring more guard depth, but because of his leadership and experience. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how a guard transfer for the second year in a row is going to slip into this Buckeye team and probably be a starter or at least a contributor in the backcourt for him. So between C.J. Jackson, who was a transfer as well, if you remember from a JUCO, uh, and Keyshawn Woods, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the backcourt responsibilities for the Buckeyes this season. And like I said, as we get closer to basketball season, we will have a ton of coverage in the next few weeks about the men's basketball team. It should be really, really fun to get this group going. 
And can I just say that um, it is now like 50 degrees in Columbus, and which means it's time to bring out the socks. And I am wearing my Land Grant Holy Land socks nice. as we record this. And it reminds me of last year's basketball season. And they're warm and cozy. And everyone should get a pair. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> my recommendation out to you. Yeah, it's currently 81 degrees here in Orlando, Florida. So, uh, well, you know. Just- just sharing um and you don't wear socks very often don't you like you wear sandals all the time so the fact that you're wearing socks is a big deal yeah i really feel like i need to get in the mood like you know in the into the fall spirit i haven't had pumpkin spice anything so i was like okay it's finally cool enough i'll put on my lghl socks and record this awesome podcast all right very nice cool all right so let's finish everything up here alexis by giving a rundown of what's going on from the other sports for the buckeyes over the weekend Yeah, there's a lot of Buckeye action this weekend, particularly at home in Columbus. Um, On Friday, you've got the field hockey team hosting James Madison at 4 o'clock, the men's soccer team versus Michigan State at 5, women's ice hockey is hosting Minnesota State at 6 o'clock in the first of their two games this weekend. They also play on Saturday. And the women's volleyball team hosts Michigan at 7, and women's soccer will play Rutgers at 7.30. That's Um, a lot of stuff uh, tonight. It's like every hour there's another game. So go go to campus and just like bop around because there's something everywhere. And uh, a few teams are away, though. The men's ice hockey team's on the road against Arizona State for a two-game series. The women's golf team will be in Chapel Hill all weekend competing in the Tar Heel Invitational. And on Saturday, the men and women's cross-country teams will compete in pre-nationals in Madison, Wisconsin. And then you've got the football team kicking off against Minnesota at noon. Very cool. All right. Well, that's a bunch of Buckeye action this weekend. So hopefully everybody gets their fill. And thank you for listening to Hang Out in the Holy Land. You can find all episodes of the podcast on LandGrantHolyLand.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your daily dose of podcast goodness. You can follow this very show on Twitter at HolyLandPod, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. You can follow Alexis on both of those same social media platforms at LovelyBuckeye. You can follow the site at LandGrant33 on Twitter and at LandGrantHolyLand on Instagram and Facebook. It's a noon game, everybody. Don't oversleep. Set your alarm. I know we're so used to like primetime kickoffs. This week it's at noon. But wake up, enjoy it, and then do something productive with the rest of your day. And of course, go Bucks. Go Bucks.